Hey, this is Sheik Akbar Shabazz, and you're listening to Wrestling POV Global. Hey fans, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. <sighs> Do I sound a little bit off today? Do, you know what? I just came back from vacation. I should be happy. I should be content. But you know what? It's like a fairy tale, folks. None of that crap is true. Anyhow, let me get started with the, with, with the show. First of all, introducing uh, my co-host, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio. What's going on? Hey, buddy. Do you know we have guests this week? I see this. Do you know I hate them? <laughs> oh, wow. Let me explain. Our two guests involve somebody who was, oh, surprisingly showed up in my hotel room. They put some money together and sent me away on a route in the mountains just so that I could get away and recharge myself. And I thought, what a, what a bunch of swell bunch, you know? And I get, hand me the key and then your bunkmate is there too. I'm like, excuse me, bunkmate? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, what is uh, WPOV signed up for? What kind of retreat is this, right? So I get in there. There is literally bunk beds and sitting on the top bunk, jumping up and down, it's crazy me. as usual. Miguel! <laughs> oh my goodness, it was the best vacation ever. Mr. Tom, he paid for everything. I paid he for bought nothing. me dinner. I bought he you bought, nothing, puppet. He bought me everything. I didn't have to pay for a single meal. See, this so hold like, on. How come he's upset with you then? I, I don't know. He's my oh. best friend, though. Oh, <laughs> he's my best could friend. It be, could it be the time you sat down on the very first day and said, hey, try this special tequila? And then I woke up three days later. Yes, <laughs> it's my uncle Jose's. It was the best tequila. We had so much fun. I have so many pictures of those three days that you were cast oh out drunk. God. All I know is this, folks. If you think having a puppet is a weird thing, guess what puppets try to do to you when you're incapacitated? Hey, hey, I'm Full disclosure, I'd rather tell the fans than them find it out on some seedy puppet porn thing. <laughs> I don't what know happens either. in the mountains of Western Canada stays in the mountains of Western Canada. God, I wish that was true. Miguel, okay. Okay, we did have some fun. Yes. I, I don't know what to say anymore. I'm just confused. It was a, a strange, it was like a fever dream. I've never drinking that much tequila in my life. I have no idea where my life has gone, where my life has turned to. I don't even know if I'm married anymore. My wife seemed rather upset. <laughs> so um, let's just get on with the show, okay? You know what, Miguel, it's nice to see you. Rick, I hope there's a very special place in hell reserved for you. Moving well, on. Thank you for the great welcome to the show, guys. Um, Tom, listen, man. I have to deal with this puppet all the time. I just wanted to play with yours. And I had Elio come on the show with us. Elio was such a relief to have on the show. He worked the soundboard. He had input. He had great knowledge of the sport. Unlike oh, hold on, hold on. Cole. Did you say Elio came on the show? <laughs> Are you sure you're describing Elio? Great. Okay, go on. <laughs> Elio did his thing, man. And listen, man, well, I'm right now I'm in the works with the president on getting a trade put through for Elio for Miguel Cole. No, so hopefully, no, all no, fingers crossed, this No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness, it'll be so no, great. No, no, Me no. Mr. Tom, Tom and Miguel, oh, my goodness. Oh, Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. 
Hold on, yes. Miguel. You probably don't know this, but the, uh -huh. be, because you're you're an American and I'm a Canadian, and with okay. the borders closed, we can't uh -huh. actually have you come over and do any even over the interweb. I had to get a special license to get you guys on today, oh and they goodness. told me it was a one-time thing for the year. I didn't even think about the interweb. Yeah, you know the what? I, 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 I'm gonna do this. I'm, I'll be right back. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out, Tom. Don't worry. Thank We're you. gonna make this happen, buddy. You're my best friend. Bye, yeah. guys. Okay, Rick. Don't you ever tell him the truth, I swear to God. <laughs> okay, anyhow. what You know what? I have lots to gripe about you guys. I went out of the way. Okay, I know I'm the hater of the week from two weeks ago on your show. I get that. But I put a very nice comment in. One, one of the things you guys talked about, did they mention, oh, Tom from Global had some input? No. Not a word. So I'm going to say it right now, what it was about. And that question that I put in happened to be about Cody Rhodes and, the, and making his own four horsemen. And I replied that I didn't believe that Cody Rhodes would do this because I believe he'll take the role his father did and be the man who fights the horsemen. Against them. And that the horsemen would be Kenny Omega. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Spears. Is it Gavin Spears? What the hell is that? Sean, Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Now, I know he seems like a crap choice, but he comes with Tully. That's the only reason, the connection. Yeah. No, and I then guess. FTR. Now, Barry Windham was a damn good wrestler. You have to be under 35 not to appreciate <laughs> that he was not the fourth wheel of the horseman. If anything, Arn Anderson was the suck ass when they were together. Oh, oh yeah, he dumb and done his thing as a little horse. But Barry Windham was a legitimate U.S. Uh, he even was a WCW or NWA world champion, for God's sakes, at one time. The guy was legit. Blackjack Mulligan's son, man. He's pedigreed. Did you know he was Mulligan's son? Ah, no, of course not. He was the fourth. Because you're under me. 35, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I knew he was him and Kendall Windham. Oh, never bring you know up what? Kendall Windham. That'll just ruin our game. Oh. Right there. <laughs> but Elio didn't mention that. Elio actually told us not even to read your comment. So that was that. What? Oh. Oh my God. Okay, you know what? Let's get on with today's show. Let, let's get on. We're going to talk some hot topics here. But you know, I've been gone. It was a nice retreat. Uh, Miguel showed me a crazy side. I guess I walked on the felt side is the best way to put this. Uh, it was crazy, but I'm back. I'm back and uh, we're recharged. I feel ready to go. Uh, you know what, guys? Rick, you sent me something. We already had two hot topics lined up for the week. And yep. you sent a third topic because it was hard hitting and it was cutting and it just happened. And uh, let's explain really what this was about is Rick sent me uh, a clip that's showing up, I guess, when did this show up? Yesterday all over the interweb? Uh, I think it was today, actually. Today? Uh, oh, no, on Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So this thing comes to me, and uh, it talks about uh, Excalibur. It's from a pro wrestling gorilla, I believe PWG, where we see Excalibur using the N-word to get cheap heat. Yep. And in this day and age where we find ourselves in uh, such racial uh, turmoil. Now, the thing I don't know is I don't know exactly when this clip came from. I don't know how old. Does that make a difference? I'm not sure. But let's start off. First of all, we dealt with Sammy Guevara. He went out and said he wanted to rape Sasha Banks, uh, which he thought was a funny joke. Then we have the situation here at a pro wrestling gorilla show, cutting a promo, uh, Excalibur, uses a very derogative racial slur and not in a funny way whatsoever, not in a way to ha-ha tongue-in-cheek. It was out and out disgusting. And we're going to talk about that right now. Now, first of all, 
I know, Rick, you're a little bit hot on this. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. That, when you so, saw this, tell me what went through your mind. My, my jaw hit the floor. I couldn't believe it. And, and the fact that uh, the, there was a black wrestler in the ring who he was using the slur against. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say just once. He said it twice. And it was just like, and just in case you didn't hear it, folks, I'm going to say it again. And he said it again. And it's just... Like, like, it doesn't even matter about this day and age. This has been going on for decades. We know that that is not okay. And he mm-hmm. just went on this little tirade and was just, like, try, like cheap heat is the worst. Like, and you guys mm-hmm. know me. I hate yep. cheap heat. I yep. hate when people yes. curse for no reason. It's just, like, that is not the way to get mm-hmm. heat. Now, for me, the way to get it is psychological. You want to get into the other person's head. You want to hit them where it hurts. But when you start using racial slurs and cursing and stuff like that, you've lost me. Okay. And Excalibur should be excommunicated from AEW if it's if, for my POV. There okay. is no coming back from that. And not only was that the only video, there was another video where he used it to say, like, like do the, the, the Harlem Heat thing. I'm coming for you. And that's yeah. what he did. And it's just like, that's not okay, brother. So no. if, if I was AEW, he's gone. There is no coming back from that. Now, before I, I'm going to ask Rick a question here. And, uh, and uh, before I ask this, I want to just preference by saying I find that this behavior unacceptable also, uh, especially in the context of wrestling. Okay. Now, I actually had a, a discussion recently with my wife talking about people using racial slurs, using uh, anti-Semitic, using uh, anti-women, anti-homosexual, all those kind of things, right? We talked about this and it came up about comedy. Okay. And I said, comedians, I think, are the only people in the world who should have free reign when they're on stage performing to say whatever they say. They can use racial slurs. They can use anti-Semitic only in that forum that you're on stage. You, the person, have gone in. You've paid your money knowing that this guy is going to joke about these things. He's not going to get off stage and talk amongst people about that. He's not going to do interviews and do stuff like that. The jokes are going to hopefully be funny but they're going to take that tack. And I think that is the only place in the world that that's acceptable. I don't think it's acceptable in television shows, even if you're trying to catch the drama. I don't think it's acceptable at a wrestling show trying to garner heat because none of that stuff is in any kind of form of satire or any kind of awakening, which comedians usually actually use racism and those things to open up of some kind of satire to make you look at stuff. This isn't that. Excalibur didn't do that. He didn't go out to try and make us look at something else. Now, as I feel very strongly about this, the question I want to ask you then is this, Rick, okay? You get involved quite a bit in wrestling. Yes. Right? Now, you are also uh, not exactly a fully white man. You are Hispanic, right? Yep. Now, suppose... Half Puerto Rican, half Italian. Okay. Now, suppose... And, and I'm not taking a thing here. I just want you to, to, to get your thing on this. Suppose I was a promoter and I said, Rick, we're going to get into the thing. We've got this heel coming in. He's a total jerk. Hillbilly, say. I don't know. He's a cowboy. I don't know what he is. He's a total white guy. And he says, hey, hey Rick, I want to get the people really mad. So I'm going to start calling you. And what's the worst word that uh, a Hispanic man could be called? For, mm. for me, it's spick. That's probably the worst okay. thing you could say, yeah. So he, so he says, okay, Rick, you know I don't mean this, dude, but I'm just going to call you a spick in front of them just so that they'll think what a piece of shit I am, and then you'll yeah. be the hero. Yeah. Now, would you under, would, if that was to happen, honestly, and they just said, you know, it's not going to be that big of a thing, but it might be to you. Is it okay if, if to get heat, man, I just say that? He comes to you and says that. He says, 
dude, if you say to me, no effing way, I won't do it. But I think we could get a lot of heat if I come out and talk like a horrible racist dude and you guys come in and you get the revenge later that night. What I do, what I do as a professional, I Mm -hmm. look at him, I tell him no. Okay. And then I, and then I go to the owner and I say, Mm -hmm. I will not, I do not want to work a program with this man. Because okay, he thinks enough. using racial slurs is a way to get heat. And, I, okay. uh, and, and for me, ring psychology, like I said, is, is a mm-hmm. major thing. And you, gotta, you either have it or you don't. And I don't want to work with somebody that feels like okay. taking the easy way out. And that's just, awesome. that's, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Now, but what would you do, though, if you were in the locker room and next to you was another Hispanic wrestler? And he was, you weren't even involved in the story and you were listening and that guy came and said the same thing to him. And that guy was like, yeah, that's a good idea, man. That'll really get them hated. And then I'll come in and up and be the hero later. Does that change if the person who's the target has come out and said, hey, you know what? Call me any racist thing you want. Let's make this like, let's make the fans just go frothing mad. You call me spick. You call me whatever other things. And it's cool with me because I know you don't mean it and you're just getting heat from it. Now, does that change that whole thing? Because I'm wondering if that black wrestler, if he's going to okay. come forward and say, hey, Excalibur talked to me and said, and that doesn't change it, but yeah. instead, does Excalibur no, came to me and said, hey, you know what, let's get some heat. And I, what if he even suggested, I said, yeah, why don't you just call me the N-word? Yeah. And you know what, people probably yell. And Excalibur's like, you think that'll work? Well, we don't know. But what if he was like, well, okay, and he went yeah. out and did it. Does that change it? No, you know, that's a great point. But for me, it's again, this person speak like I don't speak on behalf of all Hispanic people, Italian mm-hmm. people, Puerto Rico. Like he doesn't speak on all, um, behalf of all black people. And what the narrative is is that word is offensive to millions of people. So just because one person is okay with him saying it, I'm okay. totally against it. And like, I, and I've, I'll give you a little uh, story. I've had a situation where. I was in the middle of the ring. Uh, we were, my group was cutting a promo, and then they, another manager came out from another faction, and he was talking about him as billionaire Ted, and he's a, she got a Trump 2020 shirt on, and he's going down and saying racial things and, that Donald Trump has said, and he's promoting that. And my two guys that I was with were jumping along and cheering with him. And I wasn't mm-hmm. about that. I stepped back. I stepped back in the corner. And I looked at the crowd. And I said, I don't know what they're talking about. But I'm not about that. But screw you guys. Because I'm better than you. Yeah. You know, so I, I try to turn it. Because I'm not, like, that's not who I am. Right. Like, I'm never going to be in a situation where it's okay to be derogatory or whatever. Like, if I feel different, I'm going to let you guys know. And you guys know that with me. I'm an open book. I'm going to tell you how it yeah. is straightforward. And that's just who I am. And. I wish more people were like that, where you can see something wrong and you actually say something about it. So for me, Excalibur is done. Okay. Elio, what do you think about this whole thing? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you think the consequences should be for Excalibur? Yeah. Uh, yeah um, I, for Excalibur, like, we, we've talked a lot about how he was, like, uh, we, we enjoyed his commentary more on – on the weekly that we show us, but uh, after this, uh, I can't really look at him the same. Okay. Now, Rick, you uh, brought up something really interesting. We talk about on the show when the coolest part is we all have point of views and we all yeah. come in with what we believe is our direction. And it's kind of amazing when we get into a conversation and one of us influences that other to go, hey, okay, you know what? That kind of changes my point of view a bit. 
Okay. Now I've been very clear about the fact I've talked about this over the last while about racism. Not cool with it. Okay. I'm not cool with it at all. Right. There was a tiny part of me going into this conversation with Rick where I was like, well, you know what, what if that dude told Excalibur to do that? You know, and then, then after talking to you, Rick, you know what it makes me feel like now? It makes me feel like if that dude said it was cool to do that or even suggested it, that he and Excalibur are the two in the wrong here. They're both, because oh, neither of them speak for a race of people. Neither of them speak for things. It changed my attitude. I thought, well, maybe it would be more levity. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad if that guy said it. But no, what that guy is also doing, if he said it, if the guy comes out and says, hey, you know, back off Excalibur, I told him it was cool and stuff. Well, then he's propagating hate for his own race in a time where, you know what, this ain't cool. We see all this stuff going on right now. It's not cool to be part of, let's keep that horrible line of thought going. You know, it's the same reason why uh, I'll admit this. When I was 15 years old, I saw Terry Gordy and the Fabulous Freebirds and they came out and remember they had painted their faces with the Confederate flags yeah. uh, during that year. I thought that was cool at that time. I didn't really know what it meant. I had no idea. It was this cool thing, a flag. Whoa, whoa. This day and age, I'm glad it's out of NASCAR. I'm glad that people are taking it down. I'm glad those symbols of oppression and Southern bullshit are being taken down across the nation. And there's just no room for it. I'm sorry. Sure, the flag looks cool. It's the General Lee off of uh, uh, the Dukes of Hazard. But you know what? It stands for something gross and sour, and it's something we don't need anymore. It's the same reason why the Germans have banned the swastika across, even though, you know, that was the biggest party. They gave them the biggest power. They realized the shame and the disgustingness. You know, in, in Nazi, in, in Germany right now, Rick, if you were to draw a swastika somewhere, not only would you get fined for like a graffiti or whatever, public defacement, you also get an extra higher fine, which includes jail time for propagating yeah. hate symbols. So yeah, yes. Yeah, like there's no room for that. And mm. like I... Like I always say, like some people may have issue with us speaking on politics and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. you know what? When the door gets open, we're allowed to talk about it. Like, like I said, when people um, and my wife brought up a great point. She said when people start using the excuse that, um, oh, well, I use wrestling or sports as an escape. I have no room in my life for this. Well, that's because you've never dealt with oppression in your life. Mm -hmm. So when you say that the fact that you have a place to escape to, to escape the, the, the regular life of other people, that's a privilege. And yep. you need to reevaluate the way you look at things. So unfortunately, mm -hmm. there have been a lot of heinous stuff going on in the wrestling world in the last mm -hmm. couple of months. And this is proof that we need to clean this shit up so mm -hmm. we can get on to a regular, normal life. <laughs> Well, let's face it, it's been going on for years. It's only coming to light right now Absolutely. because it's a systematic problem that needs to be dealt with. Now, what should be done with Excalibur? Going into this, I had jokingly said to, um, to Elio, oh, maybe he'll have to go take some sensitivity training and, and he'll be back next month with no pain because no, that no. seems to be kind of like the thing, you know? But um, <laughs> I'd like to believe and uh, I'd like to believe that there is room for redemption. I like to believe there is room for people to grow and change. I'm not going to throw Excalibur under the bus and say he should be drummed out of town, whatever, but I need to hear from him an actual apology, a real apology. I'm not saying he has to do some dramatic gesture, but he has to sit down and do a real, say, you know what, soul searching. And he has to believe it because if he doesn't, 
If that's who the dude is, get the hell out of wrestling. You're part of the problem. If you're just some idiot who got rolled in the tide and you, you did some stupid thing and now you realize the consequences of the, the hurt you've done, there is room for forgiveness. Because in this world, if we don't have forgiveness, man, we're all going to kill each other in the end over every difference. So what should be done with Excalibur? I think, first of all, he needs a real heartfelt apology. If that wrestler had nothing to do with it, if he was just the black guy that was in the ring that he said these things to, I think he's got to apologize to him first. And then to apologize to the, to the wrestling audiences that have had to hear this. And yes, I think he needs a little bit of a break. And you know what? If sensitivity training can help someone, we know this. We've talked about this, Rick. Therapy is something that's important for people. Yep. And I think maybe, maybe he needs a month or two to, to, to really deal if there are issues there. Because if there's no issues really there, if he just got caught up and he said some stupid shit, well, you know what? They'll find that out in therapy. They'll realize, you know, he'll realize right away that he was a dummy and he said some stupid, hurtful things. He'll feel it and he'll apologize. I'm cool with that. If he does have a problem, then maybe he needs to stay in longer till he learns to find out what the root of that problem is. Because racism is just things that have been parted from us, from our, from our, our environment and from our family, where we think a lower amount of values of other people because we've been taught that. And that kind of thinking can be changed. That kind of stuff can be fixed. It has to be. Because if it's not, like I said, this whole world, we're all going to start killing each other over every difference. Oh, yeah. Maybe eye color, maybe eyebrows, maybe hair. Maybe, who knows what? It's been like that forever. We don't need to be like that. Well, hopefully it's not hair because you're in trouble. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it better not be. And you, you're kind of vacillating back and forth. So uh, I never know what uh, camp no. you're in. You know, sometimes you're my buddy, sometimes you're not. You know what I mean? So, but, uh, so you know what, fans? That, that's the last thing we'll say about this for now. Excalibur. He needs some soul searching. He needs some work to do in his head. And he needs to be off television. It's sad. Elio did bring up one point. You know, we had just been talking for the last couple of weeks. As he's, besides Chris Jericho, he's the only good thing on AEW, um, uh, the commentary team right now. You know, I mean, you got Tony Schiavone, who, who's, he is so bored and disinterested unless it's Britt Baker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you've, got, you've got JR, who's on some weird um, – He's angry. He's in a crusade <laughs> to prove that he's hip to the young people. You know, he's always got his now smart remarks, which he's constantly saying, which was funny the first week. Now you just sound like a bitter old shit who just has nothing else to say. But look at me. I'm actually the cool grandpa. No, grandpa. If you say you're cool, you're never the cool grandpa. Okay? But, uh, yeah. So, uh, Excalibur, you done fucked up, man. Can we agree on that, boys? Yes, absolutely. Yep. And if he apologizes, no mask. Like, they, yes. They, there's no way you can wear that mask and apologize. Like, I'm not taking you serious if you yeah. apologize with that mask on. And you know what? This was what really surprised me, Rick. Because, and, and maybe, I don't know if that's just our sight of what we see or how we're conditioned. But have you ever noticed on the back of his mask, it kind of looks like beads and stuff? Yeah. Like maybe his hair was dreadlocks or something? I always assume maybe he was a colored guy or maybe he was you know, of a mixed race or something. So that when this came out, I was like, what? Yeah. Very shocking. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we're going to have to see where that goes from here. Now, our next topic, <laughs> you think we know some uh, anger. Well, this is a different kind of anger because this isn't in, this isn't indigenous anger. This isn't just, this is Marco Stein. <laughs> this is, oh boy. You had I, to throw that out there, didn't you? I, I knew it. I knew it when we had Elio on the show and we said, we're going to talk about Marco's stunt on Global. <laughs> TJ is going to have a ball with this one. Yes. And let me tell you something. The comments that you guys got on this is asinine 10 and 11. 
Oh my lord. If if anybody really thinks a comparison between Marco Stunt and Rey Mysterio <laughs> flies in any any of the infinite universes that are possible, there is no infinite, there is no one reality where Marco Stunt is on the same level as Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh, no, God, and we have what? ultimate, ultimate universes out there. Guys, oh first God, of all, weigh know, in. Let's do you know what, Rick? Marco Stunt, weigh in, buddy. Yeah, you know what? First of all, I want to just say this about Rey Mysterio. We just crowned him on Wrestling POV Quarantine as the greatest masked wrestler of all time. When you're the greatest of all time in any subject in wrestling, that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. What can we say that Marco Stunt is the greatest at? Nothing. And the fact that people, well, he's only six, he's 5'2 and Ray's 5'4. Ray is five foot six. Even if he was five four, or even if he was, he was five two. Do you see the difference between him? He's been to a gym. Come on, <laughs> the guy moves around the ring like nobody's business. Ray, come on. All right, Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt is a joke oh, no. of a character. He's not mm-hmm. taken seriously because um, he's not an athlete. He's not an athlete at all. He's just one of those guys that run around the ring. He's one of those little people that you have a comic relief. Like back in the 80s, they had a bunch of little people running around. And it was just something funny. He's the hornswoggle of AEW. There's nothing to be serious. They're about to have – they should have a WLC match. Like they oh, yeah. a couple of years ago. <laughs> like this is – I don't see what people see in him. Yes, he can do a hurricanrana. A lot of wrestlers can do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. He can run and he can jump. Okay, a lot of wrestlers can do that. Does that make him a wrestler? No. He can get his ass kicked. So can a lot of other wrestlers. He's making Kenny Omega look like a giant. And Kenny Omega's like, what, six foot two, three? No, he's not even. Most? Kenny Omega's maybe like six feet, six maybe 5'11". So exactly. A- You're making Kenny Omega look like a giant? Come on, man. The, the, the guy's not, not to be taken serious. You want to make him a manager, make him a manager. You want to make him one of those guys that does what Zelina Vega does and Huracaranas people every now and then, fine. But do not make me try to uh, – don't make me feel like he's a wrestler. Don't yep. make me fucking go out there and say, well, you know what? He is to be taken seriously. No, That's a joke. What? Come on, All guys. Right. I mean, Elio's taller than him. Right, I and I'm tell you. too. Hey, Elio, what weigh on Marco? Oh, what can I say about this guy? Well, you, you already know we we come, we follow him from MLW. We don't follow him. Let's we don't follow him. Don't say that. Shit. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Maybe you follow him on Grinder. Did, did, did Andy say you had a Grinder account? On him? anyways, go on. <laughs> Ace Romero threw him around the ring. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, okay, no, so, Marco Stunt, you can't take the guy seriously. I mean, every time you see him in the ring, he gets thrown around. Like, he's, he's not a wrestler. He's more suited to be a manager of all. Okay. You know what? I look at Marco Stunt, and, let's, and I'm going to get past all the jokes, all the silly stuff. Let's say it right now. Marco Stunt, you turn him on, and he's a pathetically small dude who really isn't that talented. Okay? Mm-hmm. He really isn't. Uh, I mean, you can only watch a guy get beat up so much, so many times. And if he can't really rise up to actually vindicate himself, then what is he? He's a guy who is purposely putting himself in to get beatings. Okay. Uh, the first time I saw Ray Mysterio Jr. 
was late night on uh, George Michael's Sports Machine, which is a syndicated television show across the U.S. back then showing sport highlights. They rarely showed wrestling. They showed Rey Mysterio. They didn't show him as, look at this tiny guy. They showed him as a legitimate badass. Check out this great Mexican wrestler uh, making waves in the U.S. The fans who are comparing like that in a favorable way, oh my God, give your guys' head a shake. Something's loose in there. Like, shake that <laughs> right. shit out of your head. Okay, do you got any comments there, Elio? You got any popped up for uh, me? Let me pull up the comments here. Let, let, let's see what the global nation has to say. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, Elio. Chris Schultz says, no, it just doesn't work. Silly gimmicks don't help build a solid brand. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Dustin Denner says, if Ray can, why can't he? Because you're an idiot, Dustin. Okay, next. <laughs> Caleb D. Bailey replies with, because Ray's four inches taller and often wrestled like he's even bigger than that. Ray is also a talented Lucha Libre style wrestler. Well, Marco can barely perform a high spot without it obviously being set up for someone standing still for four minutes. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about it later on in AEW tonight, but that pathetic throwing him around thing, spots they did today was just ridiculous. Uh, see. Daniel Armandero says, he's cool, but acting like a comic relief character all the time won't help. How is he cool? How is I he mean, cool? Listen, he may have some something that people like, and listen, I'm not saying you shouldn't like him. I'm just saying we can't take him seriously. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's that's what makes you enjoy wrestling, all the power to you. But don't sit back and tell me that he's supposed to be taken seriously. And, uh, like, <laughs> listen, we know we're the WWE guys. You guys cover AEW and stuff like that. But I'm a fan of all kinds of wrestling. And I'm able to decipher what's good and what's bad. And this is a bad look for AEW. Like yep. you need to be, if you want to be taken seriously, you need to get away from this guy and, and do things differently. And I, I want to bring up TNA Impact because we will be doing that. We did that yesterday on quarantine. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest downfalls was trying to be WWE, Bischoff and Hogan and Dixie Carter, trying mm-hmm. to be WWE. You can't, you can't, you like WWE, they're, they can do comic relief spots because they have a three hour show. So bottom line is this, Raw is a three hour show, SmackDown is a two hour show, NXT is a two hour show, AEW, you only have two hours, they have seven hours, they can fit in comic, comedy skits and stuff like that. You don't have the time. You barely have enough time to have your tag team champions, your women's champion on a weekly basis. So come on, guys. You have to get it together. You're not WWE. You want to be better than WWE, so then you need to do things that they're not doing. Jesus. Marco Stunt. Come on, guys. Hey, Elio, you had some last uh, few things you want to say? Uh, uh, just, uh, there's uh, just, like a few more comments and- like one from Adam Lavelle says, hell no, he's not just 5'2", he's as skinny as a 12-year-old and a girl. That's right, Adam. Thumbs up, buddy. <laughs> and then uh, Mike Ramsey says, no, and Jonathan King says yes. Okay. And, and then there was like a million Rey Mysterio comparisons. Yeah, there's like a whole, a whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of Rey okay, Mysterios. You, you know what? I took home the hater of the week comment a couple weeks ago. 
Okay. And I've changed it for this. It's now the flatul the flatulator of the week because all you're doing is farting out your ass if you're talking and thinking like that. It goes to every single one of you idiots who put that Ray Mysterio Jr. is that low of a level that Marco Stunt could possibly be there. Okay. You guys are the flatulence of the week. Fart on yourselves. All right. Let's go on to the last topic of our hot topics this week. What was that? What was that third topic? His third topic was. Is it too, well, we all know Sammy Guevara made this return. Mm. So the question was, is it too soon for Sammy Guevara to have returned to AEW? Mm. Who wants to weigh in and start first? Go ahead, go ahead, Elio. Okay, Elio. I'm gonna say that um, a month, I don't know if a month uh, is uh, good enough. Like I would have given like a bit longer, kept him off a bit longer mm -hmm. before bringing him back because I mean, right we already had talked about this, how if he came back, he separated himself from the inner circle. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's how they brought him back. So I would have kept him off longer and like uh, okay. thought of another role for him to play on, on AEW. Okay. Now, before I get Rick to sign in, I'm, I'm going to say one. He didn't see today's episode yet, I don't think, because um, yeah. he's been covering over on NXT. Um, one thing I did notice, did you notice they did a whole kind of gang beatdown on Sammy in the middle of the thing? Like there's a couple times they had him and everybody. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed in a way it was sort of, I think it was the right thing. I, I think the month was a solid good thing. I like the fact they donated money to a woman's shelter. They donated his uh, salary. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be dumb here. Maybe I'm being naive, but I'm going to believe that Tony Khan, who has seems to be taking a very proactive role in a lot of this stuff, I'm going to believe that he went to the psychologist that Sammy went to and, and said, you know, is Sammy really like learning this or is he just rolling his eyes and, and laughing through this, you know? And I like to believe that the guy said, you know what, Sammy realizes what he did was stupid. Uh, everything I've seen from this guy, he just seems like kind of a young, dumb kid, but he doesn't seem like a mean-spirited person. He doesn't seem like, you don't hear stories about him being a douchebag behind uh the scenes. I mean, let's face it. He obviously had to have a good attitude and a good work ethic to get the breaks in the beginning. Nobody knew who the hell Sammy Guevara is. They put him on that first pay-per-view out of nowhere. So I'd like to think that, you know, he was a cocky guy. We've all done it. We've all shot our mouths off. We've all said words. We've regretted. We've all done these things. But you know what? I like to think that he, he apologized to Sasha Banks right off the thing. To me, that was a big, uh, that was a big thing. Um, I think a month was good. I think if he starts this stuff regularly, if it happens again, I think he's going to have to go the way of Excalibur for a long time. But uh, I I'm okay with it. I think it was, you know, and I think it was a symbolic thing how they had him getting the kind of gang beat up by everybody a few times during this match. Mm -hmm. Rick? All right. So is it, so did he get eliminated? Did he get taken out of Inner Circle? Or nope. it's just no. Nope. He showed up last week. He showed up with a mask to to help. Yeah, Jericho. I know that. And then they week. had a big ten man tag this week. However, there was a couple times where he was isolated by everybody, and they kind of beat the snot out. Oh, and the he took the loss pin. Yeah, and, the, and took the loss pin. Yeah. All right. See now, and and fans, I'm sorry if if I'm behind. It's just I have mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that I'm covering. But the, for me, the, I think the biggest slap in the face was that he was still with the inner circle. And, and and I think Elio brings up a great point when he says that he should have been doing something else because. This character that he had comes off slimy and it comes off just like it comes off like he's the guy that would say that he wants to rape somebody. You know, like it's just the, the look and the tongue sticking out of his mouth and all that stuff. It just does not, it doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. So it's just mm -hmm. like, so for me, 
I feel like the month was too short. Okay. I feel like um, Tony Khan was just like, all right, listen, just go away. Just like they did with um, Havoc, Jimmy Havoc. Go to, mm-hmm. go, to, go to rehab and better yourself, even though we know Jimmy Havoc ain't coming back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's coming that back. That guy was worse shit, man. Yeah, he was definitely way worse. But with Sammy Guevara, I feel like they did the same thing. And it was like, no, he's getting help, guys. I do appreciate that the women's organization actually stepped out and released their comments about him and his success in recovering and becoming a better person. I can definitely appreciate that. So that kind of smoothed things out for me. But ultimately, him being with the inner circle just doesn't work for me. I think what should have happened was that he turned on the inner circle and just became a face just to overcome this this bad perception. look that he get the bad perception that he's been having, um, and I think he could have done a lot better on his own than okay. to now go back and, and just be accepted by these guys that he's been riding with, even though he just did something heinous in my opinion, you know. So mm-hmm. um, that that's my take on it. Okay. Fair enough. Books were, you know, uh, did we have anyone weigh in on that one? Yeah, we, 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 have, we had one comment. Let's from, hear. From Clay Cummings. He says, Clay Cummings, I, never heard of that name before. <laughs> I don't think it was too soon. I think he's learned his lesson and a month's suspension plus classes was enough for what he said. Hopefully he learned better and it never happens again. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, we're, we're a tiny bit divided here. I, once again, as, as Rick's talking and very passionately, I, I'm getting the point of what he's saying about him coming back as uh, a face. And I can see, I guess I can see now the kind of sliminess. I mean, in my opinion, it was like the inner circle kind of suffered without him. I mean, he kind oh, of actually did. gelled it, Believe you know? Me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I do see your guys' point. Now, before we, uh, Rick disappears off into the ether, uh, and, and we're going to plug a whole bunch of crap before the break. Me and Elio are just going to talk really super quick about two matches on New Japan this week. What was the name of that crazy thing? The Lord of Sengoku Lord of Nagoya. Yeah, say that three times. Fast. All right. That was. <laughs> no, I need, had... to say, I need to say it only two more times if you want to say three no, times. No, don't bother. Now, uh, folks, we had here uh, the first uh, title defenses. Well, one t- title defense, first of all, Shingo. Uh, yep. taking on um, El Desperado. Now, the problem with this match, it was a good match. It wasn't a great match. The problem I had, Elio, is Shingo's massive. He should be a heavyweight, okay? He's defending the mid-heavyweight title. I don't think anyone, including El Desperado's mom, thought he had a chance to actually win this match this night. He did okay, yeah. but nobody really. It was one of those when you go in and you know that uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler is no way in hell going to beat uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Drew uh, McIntyre. McIntyre. It's one of those things you just know it's not going to happen, right? Actually, I was, uh, sorry, sorry, I was going to bring this up. Yeah, I, I liked uh, the next match that you're going to bring up a lot better than the Shingo one. All right. And the second match uh, was the first title defense of Evil, mm-hmm. putting up, ironically, against a mid-heavyweight champion, <laughs> Hiromu Takahashi, where yep. once again, Hiromu really... He's got that style. It's very frantic. I don't know if you recognize if you ever seen Hiromu Takahashi fight uh, Rick, but he is the guy who does a lot of these moves where he'll like uh, leapfrog over somebody and then power bomb them off the uh, apron, straight yeah. on the cement or into something. All his uh, moves are high impact. He actually broke his neck doing a move like that. He was out for quite a while. Uh, Hiromu <laughs> wrestles like he hasn't like he hasn't learned nothing, man. He's out there just throwing his body around like crazy. Uh, but let's face it, Evil's got like 40 pounds on him. 
that makes a big difference in a heavyweight fight, um, especially in the style of Japanese wrestlers. Uh, it was a fun match. There was no way in hell that Hiromu Takahashi was going to walk out of there with the belt. Evils gets his first title defense in, like his new things. Now, I'm confused. Rick, I know Carrie Sane left WWE because she got married. Yep. Now, she used to date Evil. Is that who she married? I, or was it a different honestly, guy? Do you know? I honestly don't know. No, I know I, they dated. I, like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that would have been on news that he was that she was married to Evil, but mm-hmm. I'll definitely look into that because that okay. that first of all, that's like a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. I hope <laughs> she didn't marry Evil. Well, let's be fair here. Evil without all his stupid makeup is it actually <laughs> not that bad looking Japanese fella, you know? Uh, but I I do know they dated quite a bit, but I don't know if. He, she is the one that, you know, I don't know if they were been together for the last while. So I don't know. Okay. I'm curious. Uh, New Japan looking fun. They're keeping the rings clean. Uh, we got some more stuff coming up. Uh, obviously they're looking at uh, who did they have a run in at the end of their, uh, well, Naito, I guess is, is definitely going to be probably getting a reshot somewhere down the line. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe Okada, but uh, anyways. I'd, what, what I've heard um, about Okada mm-hmm. is that he doesn't want to be in the title picture. Yes, he wants to develop um, so he, other guys. Yeah, so that's first of all, that's huge for any mm-hmm. wrestler to say, and to and to come out and and say that publicly, like mm-hmm. that's a big up to uh, Okada, man. Like well, Okada's if you, amazing. If you, yeah, if you don't have respect for him after that, mm-hmm. well, first of all, you should have respect for him. But if you don't have respect for him after that, then you, you're bad for business, in my opinion. He is probably. I would honestly put him in the top five best wrestlers for the last four or five years. Oh, for and sure. I know Tony won't agree with this, but Kenny Omega is definitely in there too. I know Omega has been kind of dicking it down, being kind of silly comedy stuff. I think that's going to turn around. I, I watch my I prediction. I hope so. I think the cleaner is going to be come back and it's going to be the head of the horseman. And I think he's going to be one scary ass where everyone's like, holy crap, he's the best boat. I think, we, I think we saw something uh, while well, like a small peak tonight. Yeah. Definitely. We'll go over that in the next thing. But you know what? We're going to uh, go to break. Before we do, we got some plugging to do. First of all, I know that we're on a bunch of different formats and different uh, apps and whatnot that you can hear us on. Rick, I believe we've joined a new one now. We have a, we're have we under the banner of uh, TuneIn. Is that right? TuneIn Radio. Yeah, Tune absolutely. Radio. Yeah. And uh, rattle off the other ones. I know you know, you know the other yeah, ones. Yeah, of course. Along with iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, we are now on TuneIn Radio. So, mm-hmm. guys, you have no excuse not to tune in. See what I did there? Tune in yeah. to Wrestling POV Global and Wrestling POV Podcast. And if you go to our Facebook page at Wrestling POV, you check us out on uh, Quarantine every yep. week. And uh, We've been doing that since the quarantine has started, and we've been covering topics from all over the world. And you get to see Tom's beautiful head, and you get to see Elio's so beautiful face. So shiny. Um, so. <laughs> what about <laughs> you, Rick? You're, you're on there. We get to see your beautiful, shiny Oh, well, I mean, I mean, come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. And uh, Elio, I want you to plug for – if people want to write in, and you know what? I, I'm still I'm starting this contest coming up, and I'll explain it in the next my plug. But Elliot, where do people write in if they want to leave comments? If they want to say, "Man, Rick's got some shiny teeth. Tom's handsome, and what the hell's Elio?" You where <laughs> yeah, do they write? It's like you know, you reach that wrestling POV podcast on Facebook, wrestling POV one on Instagram, wrestling POV on Twitter. 
All right, folks, the thing I'm plugging this week is our T-shirts. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash WPOV Wrestling. Available 1995 American. That's like 300 Canadian. I know, but you can get it. Just don't buy beer that week. All right. Get these shirts. We got some great uh, shorts for shirts. Shorts. We've got some great shirts for WPOV Wrestling, but we have just added also a global shirt. I love it. It's got our design, which I got to say, I've always loved our gold design of global. Um, we've got this kind of little thing going where it's got a gentleman pointing down and a legend pointing up. Sometimes you wonder if it should be the other way. I don't know. You think it through. But, folks, I want you to know this. I, I've decided to do a little contest. And I don't care even if you buy uh, POV wrestling and not the global ones. For any fan who takes a picture of themselves wearing our shirt, you go out, buy one of those shirts. You take a picture. You send it to me. I'm going to gather them for, for a couple episodes, and then I'm going to pick one of those people, and I'm going to invite that person to come on to Global and talk some AEW in our second segment with us. You'll join me and Elio. Who knows? Maybe Rick will jump in. We don't know. But we will talk some Global. Uh, sorry, Global. We'll talk some AEW, and I'm also opening this contest special. This is just for people who buy the Global T-shirt. You buy the Global T-shirt. You take a picture of yourself. Heck, you buy Global and another T-shirt. You send me two pictures. You got a better chance. I will let you join us on our roundtable episode of Quarantine, where you'll get to sit in with some professional wrestlers, talk some really cool things, see your face on camera. We'll uh, find out all about you, and uh, we'll just give you the, the the hurrah treatment that you deserve for buying one of our shirts, okay? So help us, man. We're poor. If you could see us, our teeth are falling out. Help us. Not mine. Okay? No, yeah, you got some bright ones. Anyways, that's what happens when you steal from the uh, graveyards. Anyways, folks, <laughs> we'll see you after the break. Hey, folks, welcome back. Yeah, wasn't It was kind of fun having Rick Serrano on. He, he's a pretty passionate guy. I'm going to give him that. Yep, that was fun. You know? So, uh, you know what, folks? Let's get into AEW this week. First of all, I know, Elio, you told me, we didn't really talk about too much about the show, but you told me you didn't find it as fun as last week's. Uh, it, like, it was fun. Like, so what I saw, because some of it, um, some of it I was, like, uh, running around back and forth, so I stepped away from the television a few times. Okay. But, yeah, what I saw was, was fun. All right. Well, let's go over uh, this week's show, okay? Okay. Uh, we start off with our, our commentary team being uh, good old JR, Taz, and Tony Schiavone. Notice uh, Excalibur not there. Yes. All right. Well, we talked about that in the first segment. Um, Taz. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, you know uh, what? Okay. You know, this is why I have to keep my uh, bottle of Tums next to me during AEW. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so that so that I can take him to digest the rib of diarrhea that spews out of his mouth every freaking week. Jeez. Yeah, I I can't stand him. I you know what? The first match we're gonna look at had Chris Jer Jericho in it. I was praying to God that he would come out and like boot out Taz and, and finish the show. Well, so that, I was actually surprised this was the the first Listening match because it it sounded like and this was it sounded like it was going to be the main event but then I heard what the main event was so I'm like well this makes sense I guess okay well what we're talking about of course is the opening match yeah. had the inner circle versus the team of the best friends mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy Luchasaurus and the jung and Jungle Boy um I gotta say pretty fun match a yep. lot of a lot of spots I wasn't exactly happy with uh 
it looked just dumb tossing Marco Stunt back and forth. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about this guy in the first segment. That was so ridiculous. And Luchasaurus put him on the shoulder, threw him over the top rope. Jake Hager caught him, threw him back to Luchasaurus. Yeah, and then they both jump off together. <laughs> you know, it's like. And once again, once again, we have Jr. Uh, trying to be the angry hip hipster. I think is what he's trying to be. It doesn't come. You know off what? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, should we give him another week before we uh, think about putting him back in the book? No. No, I think he's earned the book today. Okay. You know what? Jay, what, what should we call this? Uh, J.R. the Angry Hipster Grandpa. Okay. J.R. the Angry Hipster Grandpa, you just made the book. Uh, you, JR, you better stop it, man. Nobody, you know what? All of the goodwill that you earned back from us, you're just blowing away with this with this shitty attitude. It's not cool. It's not. You're you're not looking cool. It's terrible. You just look like an. You should honestly just get up and yell. You kids, get out of my ring. I mean, uh, okay. Uh, like we said, though, okay, match. Um, were you surprised to see? Uh, were you surprised to see uh, Luchasaurus uh, team get the uh, get the victory over the Inner Circle? Yeah, um, I, yeah, it was sort of a surprise because I wasn't expecting I was expecting the Inner Circle to win, but um, you don't know. I wasn't expecting Matt Hardy to come out just for no reason. And, yeah, I and, that, that's the part that uh, threw me off. I was like, when they said, well, Matt Hardy's out here, where did he come from? I was wondering the same thing. Where did he come from? Because uh, well, he, wasn't, he wasn't out there. He just I think Cameron, North there. Carolina, wasn't it? Isn't he from Cameron, <laughs> North Carolina? <laughs> I, uh, I guess what they're trying to play off is, you remember uh, Matt Hardy kind of giving like, Sammy kind of the nod and, and trying to praise him a bit before Sammy's little vacation. Yep. Maybe that's kind of, it seems obscure and weird though, that Matt would do such a heel thing, but oh well, that's wrestling for you. Um, good match. Um, gotta say, I really liked uh, John Moxley's promo. Yes. Very strong. Very good. Yep. Um, he, he, he sounded like a tough guy who really believed in what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So, so I, uh, kudos to him. Um, then we had uh, a very okay. Uh, it's so funny that they brought this guy up because I saw this guy pop up on something else recently. Was Cody putting his belt up against uh, a indie darling by the name of Warhorse? Warhorse. So uh, we spoke about him on uh, the other show on WPOV. Yeah, did you guys? Okay, because I saw him pop up. Uh, like last week on some show and he's like, he's a champion in a lot of different places. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, I like Warhorse. I okay. didn't think I was going to like him at first. Uh, I thought it was a little dumb that he was constantly doing the heavy metal thing, but it, it, it kind of grew on me. I think, uh, I, I, th- I think the guys at the WPE said he was the ECW official. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that Warhorse, uh, I'm hoping he just like, uh, the last couple of guys they brought on to face Cody, then he gets a uh, a contract. I think there's I think there's a lot of potential with this dude. Okay. Uh, you? Uh, yeah, I, I want to see more from this guy. Uh, I was impressed with uh, what I saw with this match. I was, for me, the part of the match that made it the coolest was uh, the first time Cody put on the figure four, a warhorse, 
flipped him over and um, reversed it like boom, quick. It was, that, that was impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, next, we had Tony Giovanni doing an interview with Le Champion. <laughs> yeah, I just can laugh at that. And the inner circle, guys. Uh, pissed off because his uh, $700 jacket got ruined with orange juice. <laughs> Promises a reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get a lot of look at the Dark Order stuff. Yeah. Um, then, hey, finally we got to see that chick, uh, Anna Jay, who disappeared with the uh, yeah, you know Dark what? Order a couple weeks you ago. You know what? I'm not, I'm not happy about seeing her with Dark Order. Mm-mm. No? I don't know. I mean... I don't know either. I got to admit, she kind of doesn't... I mean, she didn't really stand out too much right? in the women's division. Maybe this will help her get a footing. Maybe she can make a name for herself and then, you know, branch off eventually as herself. All right. I'm hoping it gets a better spotlight on her because as, as, as fine as we, like, took a look at her and we both liked what we saw, she wasn't that spectacular. She didn't look have that unique of a look where we were going to go, oh, okay, she'll be cool. If anything, you know who she, you know who she reminded me of? Who's that? Uh, one of the first time I saw Alexa Bliss. When oh, she was okay. the, star, the star girl, remember? And she would do her rainbow Yeah, with, the, with, all, with all the glitter and stuff, yeah. Yeah, she kind of reminded me of that. And when I saw uh, her the first time, I was like, ah, she's okay. But it, it was still a little generic. Yeah. So and then I also, 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 also remember the last time we saw her, they made her look so good with the with giving her that big video package, and then she loses her match. Yeah, that's what happens in wrestling. You show off your package being too big. Sometimes you just don't get success. <laughs> See what I did there? No, anyhow. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what do you, you know? What I'm gonna have to say, we, we get the match of uh, Omega and Paige versus the Dark Order. Starts off with a lot of Page and Omega kind of struggling with each other, you know? And I guess I guess we could, I, I didn't really mention the contract signing. I don't know why they show us junk like that. Um, I don't really need to see guys sitting in a boardroom. Like, I didn't get the point of that. That could have just been some kind of really quick throwaway mention. And then- Oh, this is, that, 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 that's it with the FDR signing their contract or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. I thought it was pretty dumb. Uh, why on earth Arn Anderson was with them? Is they said they needed a tag team specialist, yet he did nothing but sit there, didn't question or ask or anything. Yep. Does this mean? Does this mean uh, some possible alliance down the road? I don't mm -hmm. know. It might start to fit my uh, my four horsemen prediction. We'll see. Um, but uh, this actual match between uh, Page and Omega Ticket on, I gotta say, and I don't think I'd ever thought I'd say this. But after having them gone away for a while, we haven't really seen the Dark Order of, you know, Grayson and Uno actually wrestle for a while. They came off really well in this match. You know, they had a lot of really good uh, combination moves. I got to say, I was kind of impressed with them. Uh, uh, until they brought it up, I, I didn't even uh, know that they were the ones that were the number one contenders to the tag team titles. You thought it was going to be Silver and the other guy. So did I the first time they said that. <laughs> you know, I was like, wait a sec. Those two haven't been around. How are they the number one contenders? But I don't know. They, I noticed they stopped giving us the kind of like rankings. <laughs> yeah, but, but just, like we, just like we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we got a peek of uh, at a potential split between Paige and Omega. Or like now, at least problems between them. 
Yeah, you know, and they seem to do this a lot. They have this problems. They kind of make it up, and then um, then they go out and put out a damn good match, and they look like they're on the same. Like, let's face it, when they started gelling in the second half of the match, mm-hmm. they were killing the Dark Order out there. <laughs> You know, it was it was pretty spectacular. And, you know, I know Rick doesn't agree with me, but I do really think that Paige and Omega make a very good team. Okay. They seem to they seem to combine their own devastating finishing maneuvers into a combo thing that just looks spectacular. I like Paige and Omega. I think they're a good team. Uh, yeah. I think it's still too soon to break them up. And I think, in my mind, if I was playing the booker here, I would keep teasing them, teasing Paige joining FTR, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's a swerve. Like they beat him down, you know, just about kill him. And it's actually Omega, Ooh. you know, them and Omega. And then have Spears join them with Tully. And boom, we got the oh, four horsemen. Wow. You've got Paige out for a little while. And then Paige starts his conquest to one, not only get back his, uh, get back his, you know, like juice over his tag team partner. But I think yep. then you put you put the belt on Omega. I think Omega takes the belt from Moxley. And mm-hmm. uh, then we have a chase for a while. You know, a good six-month chase where Adam Page is trying to get at. Uh, and just like the horsemen of old, uh, Spears and FTR do everything to keep, like, sidelining him, attacking him, doing whatever they can till finally he defeats them and finally gets his match, you know, down the road with Omega. And then Paige becomes the big dude. I, I, that would, for me would be the best use of these guys' talents. But until that happens, I think we, I think now that they've teased the dissension and the fact that Paige and um, that Paige is kind of hanging out with FTR a bit. Um, I don't know if you caught how FTR was kind of ragging on Paige after they drank the whiskey, and they're like, "Oh, this is cheap rock." Guy. You know what I mean? I wonder if that's just a little bit of a seed planted there for the way they really feel about Paige, you know, because the horsemen, the old horsemen of old was where they were the Kings of like manipulating somebody until that person thought that they were, you know, running with them and then boom, cut them off at the legs, you know? So yeah. I was going to say, what what about that whole ending with Brody Lee and all that? Boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's get into that. Uh, yeah, the story's colliding everywhere here. Um, <laughs> now, Brody Lee, uh, it's, I mean, how stupid is Colt Cabana that <laughs> he just gets set back before they ambush everybody? I mean, and Anna Jay, I mean, they wouldn't guess that's what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Colt's been around for years, and, he, you know, so that's kind of dumb. Uh, I thought it was interesting, you know, uh, Brody Lee, why on earth is he, like, making fun of Omega? Why is he pointing out Omega? Oh, thanks for showing up. Blah blah yeah, blah. Right, yeah, right. Uh, it doesn't really serve any interest to put for him to have a split between Omega and Page, unless he's hoping that Page is on his own. Because it seems like he's pretty pissed off at Adam Page. You know. Uh, well, Page, is it, pa- Page isn't ready to join a cult just yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have we have you know the young bucks come out. We have um, uh, FTR come out with a, a foam cooler. <laughs> uh, it's just getting ridiculous because we know how light those things are. Um, I don't know. Do you re- do we really need a dark order, the dark order and the generic minions versus uh, the elite and FTR? I, I don't, really. I don't really, I don't think I, I'm all that interested in that. I mean, <laughs> I guess they're trying to make Brody Lee like, 
you know, mean something, but I don't think this is a good, good fit. I don't see it. Uh, you know what I did? I forgot to mention at the end of War Horse versus Cody, uh, when Cody had won, uh, and I found this interesting, is all of a sudden um, some of the Dark Order hit the ring. Did yep. you notice the first thing War Horse did? He shoved Cody out of harm's way and tried to take out the Dark Order by himself, which I thought was cool. And I thought, well, this is going to maybe make him a player, right? But then we have Zach, uh, what the hell is that guy's name? Ryder. Zach Ryder, who now is going under his regular name, Matt Cordola Matt Car- or something. Matt Cordola. Cordola? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So he comes in, takes out uh, the Dark Order, makes his debut. He, he looked humongous compared to the Dark Order guys. Did you notice that? Yep. And he looked bigger than Cody. So I never realized Zack Ryder was that big of a dude, but he looked pretty big. But here's where I have a problem with that debut like that is it made Warhorse look like garbage. Warhorse pushes Cody out, takes on the Dark Order, gets thrown out. Then uh, Cordola or whatever his name is comes in, Zack comes in, kills the Dark Order guys, goes out and starts shaking hands with Cody. Cody puts his hand up. It's almost like Warhorse didn't even exist anymore. You know what I mean? He was yeah, all of yeah. a sudden, he was relegated to nothing after that. And I think that was a shame. I, th- I, think, uh, I think they had a, a better chance to elevate Warhorse in people's eyes. And I think having, having Mercury come out and clear the ring and do that stuff, and they don't even talk to him or raise his hand or anything, I think it really kind of just kicked Warhorse in the ass. And I don't think people are going to remember him. It, it was disheartening because I thought he looked really good out there wrestling. See what uh, I'm saying? Maybe do yeah, no, no, I see what you're saying. I uh, really hope uh, we see more of, more of uh, Warhorse. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't after that. Because it seemed like he was treated like a spotlight till the match is over, and then just go do your crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker saying she'll face Big Swole, but Big Swole has to face an opponent. Well, I think you'd be pretty stupid if you didn't guess it's going to be that chick that's hanging out with her. Sure. Her, 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 her. I, as soon as she said, uh, you're going to have to find a phone of my choosing, I'm like, it's going to be Reba or Rebel. Yep. yep. How could you not think that, right? Yep. Uh, th- then we had Diamante getting a shot of, at Hikiro Shida. Yep. Um, liking Hikiro Shida still. She has some really good, uh, really good wrestling to her. Uh, this Di- Diamante is tiny. I mean, Sheeta is a small Asian girl, and Diamante was being towered over her by Sheeta. Um, and I don't understand why they went with Sheeta, why they went with Diamante, giving her the win last week and then the title shot this week, when we know that Ivelisse can really she can go. We've seen her in lots of promotions. Um, I've never seen Diamante before. Maybe I have to look her up. Maybe I'll recognize her name or something else. Diamante, she was with uh, uh, LAX. Was in she impa- in Impact Wrestling? Well, I think Ivelisse had a much better career on the Indies before coming here than she did. So I was very surprised they went with Diamante instead of Ivelisse. So, okay. you know what, fans? If I'm wrong, you think I'm wrong, right in. Mm. Tell me. Tell me why. I'm always willing to listen. Uh, then they talked about a women's tag team tournament. And this makes me just go yuck. They're going to do it lethal lottery style. Oh, gonna... I, I know, yeah, no, like uh, that old battle ball thing, yeah, they fall lottery. <laughs> now, did you recognize the girl who came out? And Ariane, yeah, Cameron. Cameron, it took a minute, you know, I was looking at her, and, and I, the other girl popped in my mind. Um, who's Cameron's partner? Um, Naomi. 
Naomi. First thing I thought, like, no, no, Naomi's bigger than this. Why does no, she I, make me remind me of Naomi? And then I was like, oh, because this is Cameron. No, as soon as okay. she said, uh, whatever, bye or whatever, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's Cameron. What? Yeah, yeah. It took me a minute or two to see who it was. But then I remembered, man, Cameron was like the ships, man. She was a terrible wrestler. <laughs> you know? I mean, she made Naomi look like Ric Flair combined with Nick Bockwinkle and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Lou Thez. You know, like, uh, she was terrible. So I don't hold much hope for... Uh, Nyla Rose going far in this tournament because her partner is terrible. I okay. predict elimination in the first round. I'm predicting that Cameron or whatever her name is going to get her ass beat pretty hard by Nyla Rose at the end of this. Sure. <laughs> uh, then we had MJF coming out. Yeah. Um, calling out Moxley. I, I found this ridiculous. I mean, Moxley is massive compared to MJF. Uh, does he really know what he's getting his weasel ass into here? Because it and, doesn't sound like. And uh, again, what is it with these uh, the shots at WWE? Oh yeah, you know. Like, who knows? Who can, they, yeah, bring like, up the ratings again, and you know Tony Khan has got a boner for the ratings. It looks bush league. It really does. Uh, things like this that make me cringe. It's things that I think AEW don't don't. Don't subscribe to this bullshit. It just makes yeah. you guys look like petty and small time. I mean, they yeah. want to be their own uh, company, yet they keep like going after the other. Yeah, they want to be their own thing, but they keep falling back on garbage. Then just so... stop. Now, uh, finally, we come to the main event of the night, uh, where we get um, John Moxley and Darby Allen taking on Ricky Starks and Brian uh, Cage. Yeah. With with. Taz being infuriatingly even worse on commentary during this match. Um, interesting match. Uh, when Darby Allen pulled the skateboard out with all the tacks, and I thought, is he really going to jump on one of these guys? <laughs> and, and if he does, is it going to be brutal? And it was freaking brutal. That Ricky Starks took a lot of heart because you got to remember, it's not, he wasn't just hit with this thing. Uh, Darby Allen threw all his weight and rammed that skateboard into his back, covered in tacks. Did, uh, did you see uh, where Darby Allen came, uh, came out of? Did the um, coffin drop? Yeah, okay. Uh, he, was he uh, like on top of the He was on stage? a girder on top of the stage. I mean, okay. not as, they said from the rafters, but no, he was maybe like 12 feet up. Okay. Just, just above but, their head. But, but it's still, still, you just uh, that coffin drop uh, alone right there. Oh, that coffin drop scares me. Yeah. Um, that guy. One day, someone's gonna miss, and he's mm -hmm. not gonna be able to catch himself, and he's gonna break his neck coming down backwards and not expect yep. it, and it's not cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's cool to see, kind of, but I, I'm over it. I'm over the coffin drop. It's too yep. dangerous. Do something else. Okay. Uh, the match interesting. It was okay uh, seeing – I'm sorry, but Brian Cage – you know, like Tony over at WPOV was kind of saying, oh, they kind of just like jobbed out uh, Brian Cage and pretty much killed him. Well, you know what? I don't think Cage deserves to be in the championship uh, thing. I don't think he's – he's okay, but he's not that great. He's, no. an up, he's an upper mid-card guy. I don't think he's a champion. Um. He's kind of boring. Uh, he yeah, is he's boring. big and muscular. He he's is big boring. and muscular, yep. but he really is. He's under six feet tall, mm -hmm. so he's not even giant. Moxley towers over him. He doesn't have the charisma 
that I, I mean it looked bad when Ricky Starks came out and did that pre-match interview and he looked 10 times cooler than Paige who just sat there and flexed his tits oh yeah, oh, yeah. You know? and, uh, they, before the, the main event they had that backstage interview that for whatever I, I'm yeah. sure I love Ricky Starks's promo I didn't like Brian Cage Brian Cage just yeah. sat there looking stupid like Taz is like here move over here because you know Okay, and that wasn't that was taped live. They were just backstage, yeah, and then walked over into the thing. So yeah, uh, I'm interested now in Ricky Starks a little more. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got a weird body. I mean, it's muscular, but it looks like he has a giant body with a little head. But then look at Brian Cage. He looks like a massive body and a tiny yeah. little pinhead. So maybe they're only contenders. Ricky Starks when he when he uh, challenged Cody Cody uh, <laughs> was was he a face or a heel? I think he was. I thought he was more of a. Uh, I thought he was more of a face. Okay, because you know? I must. I must have missed something that happened on A to be dark because I don't watch it. Because apparently now he's a heel all of a sudden. Well, I don't think he was really presented as either. To be honest, oh. I think he wrestled just sort of down the road, and Cody started healing it up a lot. Oh. Okay. Cody started getting frustrated, like his usual crap, and and started doing some mean moves. Right. So when that happens with a guy kind of going down the middle, it's automatically makes him a face. But to be honest, Elio, I don't think he came out either as a face or a villain. I think he was just a guy getting a chance. Okay. You know? Uh, so the match goes, uh, Darby Allen takes this crazy uh, jump off the top rope, throws his skateboard on the back of, uh, of uh, Ricky Starks, does that kind of like move where he, you know, double stops that through him. Yep. Starks covered in blood and tax takes the pin. Uh, I saw um, that <laughs> the camera with the, the camera zooms in on his back with all his thumbtacks. Yeah, see when it happened, I was like, I said to my wife, she had, was sitting there during this event, you know, this match, and I looked over at her and I said, "Do you think that the, those spikes, the, those those tacks on the the skateboard are going to make a difference?" And then he turned over and I was like, "Holy crud!" She was like, <laughs> she was pretty grossed out, but. Uh, things I'm going to say, uh, good match. Uh, the win, uh, Darby Allen picking up the win after that move. Mm-hmm. Uh, furthers, uh, furthers the Ricky Starks, uh, Darby Allen thing. We got a little bit further of the Brian Cage, uh, Moxley thing. Um, overall, okay. It was an okay match for who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was okay. But I'm going to say overall, I found AEW this week to be, uh, it's still pretty fun. You know, I mean, I could go through and pick every match, give it a rating and stuff like that. No, I mean, look, the, yeah, looking back at it, uh, it 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 was it was fun. Uh, from when from like just what I saw, I'm like, okay, but now that I was reading back every single bit of results, then this, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. I'm gonna give it this week. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a B plus. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the B on this one. Uh, it was, it was, the last week was fun. This week was fun. Uh, hopefully next week. Well, next week we're going to have a debate. <laughs> yep. Next week we're going to have some uh, show to compare it to because Impact is going. We're going to be doing Impact next week, folks. Uh, we said if Impact got good, we'd watch it. Apparently it's getting good. We'll watch it till it pisses us off, and then we'll get rid of it if it's – So, it's so, so uh, apparently, apparently we've uh, – we've, um, Suspended the weekly race. The weekly yes. race, yes. Okay. We are not going to start the weekly race until uh, UK comes back. NXT oh. UK. 
Okay. When they start doing it, and then we still have AEW and New Japan, or we don't usually do each, and MLW. We need our three contenders back. When actually, three the, back. actually, this is just a rumor that I read. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sure how true it is. I hope it's true, but uh, apparently MLW is going to be going live again soon. Cool. Cool. I hope now, so. Now, right now, it's just a rumor, but I hope it's true. It comes true. Me too. There's some really good wrestling we're missing there. Yep. Um, so, folks, uh, a fun week of AEW. Uh, I'm going to watch NXT this week and uh, send in my vote this week. Um, I was trying to explain to Elio how uh, I tried in my mind of maybe trying to compare the shows by rating matches and comparing the, the average scores, sort of like they do at POV. But I felt by doing that, it didn't actually capture the essence of what the whole show meant. Mm -hmm. Because there's been times where I've watched NXT and saw some tremendously great matches, but I've had to watch it in like two or three sittings because overall it's a little drab and a little bit boring. And then it goes into a really good match and then drab and boring. And I need a break. Uh, so lots of times lately, AEW may not have, they may have a couple good matches like tonight, but they'll also have some matches that aren't the best, you know, like the, the women's match or, or stuff like that. But it tends to be a funner show because it has a breath to it all there was no time where i got bored or i had to watch it in two sittings you know yeah i could watch it straight through and go oh and unfortunately the only thing that suffers from nxt the wrestling's really good okay but the production and the way it looks sometimes is so dry and drab i have to watch it in like two or three different settings yeah just to get it so well you know what elio uh, I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad you didn't join. You didn't become the totally traitorous cur dog that I thought you were for going over <laughs> to WPOV. Glad to see you're back home where you belong. Um, I had a good vacation. I'm all got my went back to my hometown, spent some time refocusing my head, and uh, hopefully ready for the rest of this year. It's been a, it's been a tough year, folks. Mm. You know, uh, I, I had a I had a job that I loved for many years here that. Our, you know, our, our place went out of business because of this COVID. Yeah. Um, so when the, even what, we're not even close to done, you know, like we, we still, I still got a couple months before I can even look for a job. You know, I've, I've talked before, I'm a diabetic and I, I've had cancer as a kid. I, I can't risk um, yeah. being out there around people who could have it. And, and right now here in Alberta, our numbers are rising every day. We're the hotspot in Canada. Well, I know for us, it freaks us out here because in the yeah. beginning of all this, Elio, Mm -hmm. We did. All of us in Alberta, we were pretty vigilant. We were pretty hardcore. Most of us went in for like the four, three or four months of no, no contact with people. And then when it seemed like the numbers started to dip, it's like all, all the young people lost their fucking minds here. And they decided, oh, I don't want to be inside anymore. And then everyone was doing this shit. And now all of a sudden we have the most numbers. Because oh, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, the same, it's the same here because um, a couple of weeks back, uh, there's a there's a, like a nightclub down in the this fashion district of Toronto, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, they had like a they held a secret secret party where like 250 people, no social distancing. The cops were called. Is that the one you were doing the, the exotic dancing at? <laughs> she was thinking where I would be the gentleman. The gentleman bears all. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. That's when I saw this, I was a little disappointed in you, but you know, I thought I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Elio's a big boy. Apparently the girls think you're a very big boy, but anyways, folks, we had a, a fun time this week. Uh, uh, special shout outs and props to uh, the guys at WPOV. 
you know, we got that, we got our sister show. They have an episode every week covering the WWE, uh, almost everything in there except UK, which we cover here on Global. Uh, me and the, you know, over there we have Tony Diaz and Rick Serrano the third and Miguel uh, covering that show. Over here at Global, you've got me and uh, you got the legend, you've got uh, uh, Elio Canelo, the gentleman. Uh, we cover everything that's big. Uh, we cover New Japan, we cover AEW, we cover all the stuff that's not WWE-centric except for NXT UK. And we just try and give you guys a look at some of the good wrestling that's out there that you may have missed. And uh, so, you know what, uh, Elio, it's been a really fun time this week. We got a lot of laughs. We talked some serious stuff. We got to see some good wrestling. We got to see some shitty wrestling. Sounds like a regular week <laughs> today of wrestling. But, uh, uh, I want to thank you, Elio. It, it's, uh, it's been a fun uh, this week. Um, folks, also tune into WPOV Quarantine, where we uh, do our video presentation on Zoom. Uh, you get to see a taped uh, version of it, or you can listen to the audio-only version. Uh, usually I bring in a couple uh, indie wrestlers from uh, different parts of the world or some special guests. We sit down and talk about a topic. Recently, we talked about, uh, it was, uh, you know, being on vacation, I didn't get a chance to book some guests. So unfortunately, it was me, Elio, and Rick the III talking all about uh, the rise and fall of TNA as we looked at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically from 2002 to 2010. And uh, it was a fun time. Check that out. I know coming up uh, the next week, I'm looking at the monsters of professional wrestling, where we'll talk about people like Abdullah the Butcher, Bruiser Brody, maybe Ronda Singh, some other people who you know made the were the monster character. Uh, the week after that, we're going to try to crack at New Japan wrestling, take a good look at that, and then three mm. weeks down the line, and I'm excited about this, folks. We are going to be doing factions and families, yes. and just to get that get that uh, kind of vibe going. Uh, we have Raven Lake, who's becoming a regular uh, contributor to the show. She has two daughters who are professional wrestlers, uh, Bambi Hall and Liza Hall. Both of the, all three of them will be joining us for that episode. So we're looking forward to that. So Elio, yes, thank sir. you for your input this week. Folks, we love you all. Keep safe. Keep vigilant. Uh, we can ride this thing out. We can get rid of this thing. We can go back to our lives. But if we just idiots and go to secret parties and do dumbass shit, we're going to be <laughs> right. stuck watching people die constantly. So we send our love here, all of us here at Global. We send our loves out to all our North American listeners this week. We're, we're concentrating on you guys, all, all our American friends, all our Canadian brothers and sisters. We, we, we we're with all of you. Uh, we wish nothing but the best. We want to wish you a good night. And Elio? Tell the people good night. All right, fans, we will talk to you all next week.